Well, hello and welcome to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Michael Freeman. I am the pastor of Valley Christian Fellowship at Longview, Washington. And I'm excited to have you join me again today as we continue to work through the New Testament chapter by chapter in a devotional manner. And so we're not covering every single aspect of every single chapter, but what we're doing is we're following the Valley Reading Plan and we're looking for passages in Scripture that we can just dive into a little bit deeper. And so today we're in... We're in Matthew chapter 26, and you know, if you're familiar with the book of Matthew, this is coming in on the the end of of the book of Matthew, and so we only have a few chapters left, and and this chapter is, um, well, how do we say, this is where things start to, uh, from a worldly view, seem to seem to begin to go south. This is where we find uh, the Pharisees, well, actually it starts with their, their plot to kill Jesus begins to be put into place and in their their intent to, to murder Jesus is now it's just clear and they're they're laying out their plans and their plans are beginning to put in be put into action and then not only that you have uh you know the the scene switches to Jesus being anointed and then he has his Passover meal with his disciples and he institutes the Lord's Supper the the cup that it has the wine that represents his blood that is going to be shed for us. And then the bread, which represents his body that is going to be broken for us. That We'll look at that more tomorrow. But uh, but what I want to focus in on is, is what happens right after, at least initially right after, they leave the upper room. They Jesus and his disciples, they leave after sharing the Lord's Supper, the Passover meal, and then... Uh, and then Jesus has this interaction with the disciples and with, with Peter in particular. And so that said, let me uh, turn your attention over here to Matthew 26, starting in verses 30 through 35. Here's what we find here. It says, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Wow, there's a, there's quite the encounter between Jesus and his disciples. He says, hey, tonight, because of me, all of you are going to fall away. And Jesus knows his arrest is looming. He knows his betrayer is is having his plans working. He, he knows that tonight's the night where he's not going to walk around as a free man anymore. He's going to be arrested. Jesus knows the cross is ahead of him. And he knows that when he's arrested, his disciples, they're, they're going to scatter. They're going to flee. And, and so he speaks this to them. And I want you to see Peter. Look, look at his Look at his willpower. Like Peter's his self-proclaimed willpower. He said, even if everyone leaves, I am going to stick by your side, Jesus. I, I am right here for you no matter what. Peter is basically saying, I have your back. I mean, he has such high determination. Peter is making it clear that he is absolutely committed to Jesus Christ. He says, even if I have to die, even if I have to die, 
Well, the text continues. The chapter keeps going. And so we see Jesus take a few of his disciples. They go and they pray in the garden. And then Jesus is betrayed. He's betrayed. He's arrested. And uh, <clears throat> let's tune back in to, to Peter. Let's see what happens next with Peter. Pick up with me in verse 69. It says, Now Peter was sitting outside the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he, Peter, denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out to the entrance, another servant girl saw him. And she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. And a little while, after a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you too are one of them, for your accent betrays you. And he began to invoke a curse on himself and swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Wow. This is uh, it's kind of hard to read. If you put yourself in Peter's place, if you, you think about just a few hours before, think about his willpower. Where has that willpower gone? Think about his determination. Uh, I have got your back no matter what. Where has that determination, where has it gone? Think about his commitment. Even if I have to die, Jesus, I will not leave you. Where has his commitment gone? You know, the reason I want to focus in on this particular passage is I think that, uh, I think that you and I, we, we are very similar to Peter. I think you and I are, are really good at saying that we are going to have willpower. We are, we are really good at being determined to follow Jesus. We're really good at making pledges to follow Jesus. We're really good at declaring our commitment to follow Jesus. We even sing songs like this in worship that are us declaring to God what we're going to do. But I think this story reminds us that left alone on our own, on our own, our self-will, our determination, our commitments, they don't last very long. And, and they mean very little. When, when things get hard, how easy is it for us to fall? How easy is it for us to fall into temptation? How easy is it for us to fall into being silent when we should speak? How easy is it for us to be cowardice at times. And, and like, like Peter, I, I don't know Jesus. I'm going to distance myself from Jesus. I don't know the man. How, how easy can it be for us at times to act just like Peter? What do we do with this reality? What, 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 do, we, what do we have to what do we have to do to move forward with this reality of, of how weak we are, how easily we fall, how easily we give into temptation? Here's what I think we need to do. It reminds me that we need to simply turn to Jesus in our weakness. I think Peter's failure is a reminder of our inability, our inability to be spiritually strong on our, in our own selves. Left to ourselves, we will fail. Left to ourselves, we will continue to be corrupt. But clinging to Jesus, 
Remembering that he paid the price for all of our sins, that he died, was buried, and resurrected. Remembering that and clinging to him in his faithfulness, even in our moments where we have been faithless. That's what this reminds us of. This means we have to, we have to trust him with our failure. We have to be willing to go to him in those moments where we've acted like Peter and remember once again that Jesus has died to pay the price for those sins, that it's not about us being good enough, but it's about what Christ has done. See, once again, this story, it just it reminds us of the importance of Christ in his perfect life and what that means for us in our imperfect lives. I think this reminds us that we're human and that we're weak and that we stumble And yet, isn't it wonderful news that on our worst days, if we have trusted in Jesus in his death and resurrection, on our worst days, we are covered with the grace of Jesus Christ. Now, this is the encouragement. This is, this is really what faithfulness begins to look like, is it as we remember the goodness and the grace of Jesus, even in our failures, it changes our attention and it puts our attention on Christ. And, and we find that we become strengthened by his spirit that dwells in us. So today, the ancient way for our modern day is to remember that we're weak without Christ, to remember we're just like Peter, but also to look forward beyond this story and remember the truth of the cross, of his death, of his resurrection. We can even go further and say, remember the truth of his ascension and how the spirit has been sent and now dwells in us to give us the kind of strength, the kind of strength that Peter soon had even after he failed. Well, I hope this is an encouragement to you, and I hope to have you tune back in tomorrow as we continue to walk this path through the New Testament, and we're getting to the very end of the book of Matthew.